Welcome to the Mongols Preview Show. We're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and the Beautiful Game Network. We're continuing our new format with me and Steve Mattias here to break down this week's game. This week, the Hounds host Loudoun United on Friday night at 7 p.m. Steve, how are you this week? I'm doing pretty good, Justin. Uh, just got back from a little vacation visiting friends uh, just outside Louisville. So I actually got to see the progress on the Louisville Stadium, and I'm excited to go visit my friends after that stadium is built and cheer the Hounds on there because uh, the last time I saw the Hounds in Louisville was last season in the 1-0 win at the end of the game. So a lot of fun going to an away stadium and being the only fan and being able to cheer. So looks like it'll be a great place to do that in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that'll be that's that's awesome. That's a, that's a fun fun vacation, fun weekend, yep. fun thing to see and yeah. do. Yeah. So well, once again, we're going to continue our new format and try to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the statistics and things that are going on with the Hounds and Loudon and and everybody else. So High level, uh, the Hounds enter this game having slipped back to 6th place, unfortunately, with 41 points from a record of 11 wins, 4 losses, 8 draws. After the poor performance against North Carolina, the Hounds' goal difference has narrowed to 15, having given up 28 goals and scored 43. Yeah, however, at home, the Hounds, they've looked great. Uh, we've got a record of 7 wins, 0 losses, and 5 draws at home. Um, and so we've taken points in every home match. Um, we've taken the maximum points seven out of those 12 games. Um, in that time, the Hounds have scored 24 goals and only conceded nine. Um, and this has been helped by five clean sheets at home. Uh, we've only got eight total on the season, so the majority of them are coming at home. Um, and in two of those clean sheets, uh, they were 0-0 draws. So there as well, you can see that in our other games, we're scoring a lot more. Mm-hmm. Anything, uh, I mean, anything for you there kind of stick out or any, um, I don't know, a- any interesting thoughts there from that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just that uh, we know the Hounds can score at home um, and we've seen that and we know that they lock it down at home. So um, I-, I think that it is that lack of goals being given up that really I'm impressed with. Yeah, I mean, 12 home matches, we've only given up nine goals. So it's tough. I mean, it's tough to score on the Hounds at high mark, I think. And then some of those big score lines we've seen this season at high mark have been impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, I mean, I'd have to go back and look line by line again, but there have been a number of those games where we've given up multiple goals in a game and still won. Um, So uh, it's also when we are giving up goals, we're giving them up in clumps in one game that we're still not losing. Uh, so mm-hmm. when we're not lending in goals, that's a good sign too. We've got a lot of big wins at home. I mean, four one, four zero, three zero. I'm I'm excited to see if we can uh, continue that at home form. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that is uh, that's the fun thing about playing at Highmark and what the Riverhounds seem to be able to do yeah. at Highmark. Yep. So Loudon, our opponent this Friday night, currently has 21 points and sits at 14th place with an overall record of five wins, 11 losses, and five draws. Seven out of their 11 losses came on the road. They have one win in their last five games with three losses, and they have a negative nine goal differential, 39 given up and 30 scored. Um, yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, 
And I think that's to be expected. Uh, I mean, it's a relatively uh, young team overall uh, and a team that, um, unlike a lot of the other MLS2 teams, uh, one that uh, the players on their roster were pulled together pretty last minute. Um, And so that's a little bit different. They didn't have a good preseason together. um, And... uh, it's not like uh, New York either, where they've got a lot of guys that are jumping between uh, the MLS and the USL rosters. Um, this is a bunch of young kids playing together for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to like two weeks before the season and Loudon had like five players signed. And so they didn't have a long time to kind of get together. Uh, well, I'll ask you, I mean, you're the you're the DC United guy. You told us that last week, so... Um, who kind of sticks out to you on Loudon and, and what are the stats that kind of show up for you? Yeah. So the first guy, uh, Kyle Murphy, uh, don't know much about him. Haven't, uh, really seen his name come up on the DC side of things. So I'm wondering if he was one of those, uh, late signings or young signings. Um, but right now he's got five goals and three assists. Uh, he's also got the most minutes for Loudon. Um, so he's definitely an important player for them. Um, the other one that I think is an interesting guy to watch out for is Antonio Bustamante. Uh, he's got a DC United contract, um, and he's uh, had a few good moments uh, with Loudon this season. He's got two goals and three assists, um, but his quality is there. I think he's just young and inexperienced, so he's one that I think uh, you got to be careful because he can do something spectacular every once in a while. Yeah, he seems to be one of those exciting players that just, you know, not all they're not always going to show up. They're, you're not always going to see them, uh, you know, on the scoreline necessarily, but they can they can do things. Um, and I do remember seeing a couple of his goals uh, over the course of the season. I think I think one of them was even up for goal of the week um, at one point. So I think he's in, definitely an interesting player to watch. Other interesting thing that I thought there is it's interesting that Kyle Murphy kind of as an attacking player as a striker has the most minutes. Usually you see that out of like a center back or something like that, but... It is interesting to see that he has the most minutes played out of anybody at Lowe's. Yeah, and I, I think a big part of that is uh, there was another guy, uh, 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 Atsum, who... Uh, was playing with Loudon as a center back, probably would have been playing the whole season until there were some big injuries to DC United starting lineup. So he moved up. Um, so that's probably a reason why we're not seeing a center back get that. Uh, they lost the guy. I think that they were relying on to do that to the MLS roster due to needs. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Any other kind of interesting statistics about this game and, and what it might mean for the Hounds? Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the things that's really interesting about Loudon, uh, it's they are pretty good on the ball with their passing. Uh, they've got a 78.6% pass rate. Um, so I expect to see a lot of movement from them in this game, um, and that's going to be something that the Hounds will need to disrupt uh, if they want to be able to take many chances going forward. That's an interesting statistic just because I think, and, and the Hounds might be the other exception to this, kind of the other way, is generally when you see teams at the top of the table, they're pretty good passers of the ball. They pretty they keep the ball pretty well and, and everything else. And, and the teams at the bottom of the table, usually you see them have a lower passer rating or are just not as not as quality on the ball or keeping the ball. But it seems like Loudon is a pretty good team to keep the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they just need to take more chances or something. But um, it is an interesting thing that they have such a high – yeah, well, and I won't get too much into uh, going too deep on their finishing stats, but if you go back and look at that, I think that's the big problem for Loudon is uh, they're taking chances, they're holding the ball, they're just not very good at finishing. That's a rough. That's a rough place to be. <laughs> it really is. Hey, it's year one for them. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That might have something to do with yep. it. That might have yep. something to do with it. Yeah. Um, 
so I think, um, I mean, the other thing that I wanted to kind of pull out and the other thing that I wanted to think about, and we can kind of talk about this a little bit, is I think there's an interesting thing happening for the Hounds this season. So when we looked at the season last year um, and what was happening with the Hounds last year, Forbes had eight assists uh, to lead the team. Brett also, Nico Brett also had eight. Uh, this year, so far, what we're seeing is Forbes um, is again leading the team. No surprise there. Uh, with seven assists. So he's one off his pace from last year and we have 10 games left or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a pretty impressive thing or he's kind of in front of his thing. But I think James having, Ryan James has five assists. And he's kind of second place in the team. So I think that that's an interesting sort of statistic or an interesting indication of a different way in which the Hounds are playing. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is important to note with that is um, we're seeing this, at least uh, I feel like we're seeing this a lot more this year, that we're seeing a lot more things go through James. And so that makes a lot more sense, um, that he's getting up into positions where he's able to have those assists. And I don't think our uh, left back and right back were doing that as often last year. Yeah, I think, I mean, Ray Lee had three assists last year, so James has already had mm-hmm. two more than, than what Ray Lee had. Um, and so I do, I mean, I do think that that is a really interesting statistic and kind of shows the way the Hounds are playing, that they're doing a lot more through um, kind of the outside backs and, and then going through. Um, Jordan, just for perspective on the other side of the field, Jordan Dover has two, um, has two assists on this season and also has um, two... Just one goal. So there's a little bit of, you know, he's also kind of been in and around the attack necessarily, but it looks like they're playing a lot more. And that has something to do with, I think that also shows just what we did in the offseason with our striker tandem and that there are now, with the height of Valeski and Dos Santos, um, there is an opportunity to kind of get the ball in from wide spaces where I'm not sure with just Nico there all the time that there is that opportunity as much. Yeah, and I think the other big difference that you're seeing is um, that Nico's not getting those assists because he's playing much more, I think, uh, this season in that uh, forward uh, striker role, uh, whereas Dos Santos is playing deeper. And last year, especially at the end of the season, you were seeing Brett drop in a little bit more behind uh, uh, Romeo Parks. So um, you're seeing him much farther forward. So I'm not expecting to see him be the player that's contributing to the assists, but I'm going to expect to see him getting uh the opportunities from other people's assists to score and go ahead Mm -hmm. and you see a lot too i think uh i think thinking about kind of goals last season and the way that brett just sort of was in and around the box all the time so sometimes i'm not sure it was always a intentional assist or an intentional (laughs) like let me play this person through where I think this year, even some of his assists, he's had the opportunity to kind of play Dos Santos through or um, all of that kind of stuff. And maybe it's not as many assists, but it's not. He's also not getting as many of those kind of scrappy goals where balls kind of bouncing around the box and then it gets put in the back of the net. Um, so I think that's interesting, too. I know I'm not sure that I'm sitting here and saying Nico's had a worse season because he hasn't had as many goals or assists. 
He's just playing in a different role. Yep, and I think absolutely. they've just figured that out over the last couple games too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd 100% agree with that. Um, so I think there is a big elephant in the room, though, that uh, definitely is going to shape this game for us. So um, what are your thoughts um, on what things are going to look like this week? Because uh, one of our key players, a guy that uh, had our most minutes last season, uh, Tommy Van Kaizil, is not going to be able to suit up for us this Friday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are my thoughts that he's not playing, or what are my thoughts on the red card? <laughs> well, I think uh, Josh, Kevin, uh, Mike yeah. had quite a good discussion on that, so I don't think we need to rehash it. They, they did. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. But over the last five, six games, I guess you see that at the times that we're at home against teams at the bottom of the table, we go to a back four anyway. And mm-hmm. sometimes that has been Tommy V and Toby with with Joe being out at times, um, and so I think that this week is a pretty obvious just just swap some of those and and make it a Joe Toby kind of back mm-hmm. four, um, you know, with Dover and James too. And I think that that might help us spark our attack a little bit more. That we'll now have another player kind of running into the attack. Uh, I think that also just allows um, you know Mertz and and Forbes to mm-hmm. kind of get to put their stamp on a game. So I think this could actually be a really positive thing. Um, I could also see it going the other way that maybe Uzo gets a game here in the back three. Um, I would hope that's not the case against the bottom of the table team, but uh, I could see it going that way as well. So I I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I think this, uh, this reminds me of the conversation that you and I had at the game a couple weeks ago, uh, when we started seeing Dabo get some more minutes and, uh, we were talking about what if Dabo is coming into the team more, who's the odd man out in that case, especially if we're playing a four at the back. Um, and we kind of had that conversation that, well, maybe as much as we don't want to say it, that is Tommy. Um, Just because he is the one that you're not going to replace him on a day-to-day starting basis. Um, Put him in place of uh, Toby or Joe in a back four. Um, uh, And you're probably not going to put him in place of Kenny Forbes in midfield. So where does he fit? He's the one that maybe doesn't fit as well in a back four. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe this is a good opportunity for the team to test that out for Lily to see what it looks like to play a team that doesn't have Tommy V playing and what we can do with that. And I think that's important, not because I don't want to see Tommy in the team uh, regularly. He's a great versatile player. Um, But what happens when he isn't available? Uh, He picks up a knock or something like that. I think it pushes the team and pushes Lily to have to do some other things and figure out how to manage without a player like Tommy. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think that that is an interesting... um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting discussion to have or an interesting thing to try to figure out is what do you do without a player like that and kind of one of your consistent... Uh, kind of performers, um, and I, I, I think there's a element of Tommy V right now who um, probably needs a break, probably needs a rest, um, has gotten a lot of minutes mm-hmm. over the last two seasons, yeah. um, and I think that there's there's a reality that a young player like that coming out of the American college system where you know you play in 30 minutes at a time, and then you're sitting for a little bit, and then you're playing 30 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. I think that that is tough to start going 90 on a, on a weekly basis and on a regular basis. So I do think that that, I mean, I do think this is, could actually benefit him as well. Not the way we wanted to get him a rest, but 
I think for him to actually have to sit a game um, might help him kind of get back on it for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think the other thing as well, to add even more context to that, is not only going from the in-and-out sub opportunities that you have in college soccer, um, uh, but also the season length, that he's playing a much longer season um, and playing more minutes per game for a longer period of time now in USL. So that is a big transition. Um, So I think that just reinforces what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to ask you this on the fly because sometimes I like to not put things in notes and then see how people respond to it. Um, so if we had won this game, uh, the interesting thing about this season, if we had won against North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, we would have had the exact same record that we had at this point last season. So uh, through 22 games, I guess it is, or 23 games, um, we would have had the exact same record that we had through 23 games last season is this season. So my question is, based on kind of the statistics you're seeing, the things that are happening on the field, the record that we have, which team is better, last year or this year? Oh, I think that's a great question. Um, So from a statistical perspective, I think that's really hard to answer because I don't know where we were sitting statistically at 23 games last season. Um, uh, but from a record perspective, um, I, I think the big difference for me is clearly for me this year, at this point in the season, the team is better. Um, I may be a little off my feeling on this, but I feel like this was about the time in the year last year where the team started to uh, show some cracks in their performances. Uh, this was after we had that long unbeaten streak to start the season whereas this year we struggled a lot more at the beginning of the season and we're coming off of despite the loss on Saturday we're coming off of a really strong stretch where we've only dropped uh, what is it uh, eight points over the course of our past what is that 12 games Um, so Mm -hmm. we're playing really really well over the past 12 games uh, overall Uh, we're looking really strong um, and I have no reason to think that we're not going to continue that strength over uh, the rest of the season. Um, and I appreciate Mike giving me the shout out in, uh, in the <laughs> show uh, earlier this week, um, talking about me making the point uh, in the preview show for the North Carolina game that the last loss we had had was after three games in a week. And that happened again. Uh, so, I'm going to rely on that as my excuse for why I was so off and what I expected uh, for our team last week when I called us winning. Um, because you know what? We played we played a long, grueling week. Um, uh, that's past us at this point. We don't have uh, those coming up, I think, what, one more time where we've got a really compressed schedule uh, this season, and it's not even that bad. So I, I expect to see us being able to maintain our strong performance because we're not going to be putting uh yeah 270 minutes on the guy's legs in seven eight days going forward yeah yeah i just think it's an interesting thing so um just one other statistic from last year this year uh at this point last year um and including this past game uh we had scored 28 goals and given up 11 Mm -hmm. uh this year we have scored 43 goals and given up 28 so just an interesting kind of thing that we have we've we've scored 15 to almost 20 more goals than what we had scored last year 
uh, at this point, we've given up 10 uh, to 15 more than we had mm-hmm. last year. So, I mean, I think it's like we're kind of evening out a little bit, I guess. Um, and I just hope we don't kind of slide um, the way we did last year. But um, And your feeling is correct. Uh, this upcoming game, I think, was the game, uh, if we tie it back to last year, the same game last year was the 2-2 draw in the crazy weird goals yeah. ray lee had a red card at the yep. end of the game weird just a weird game yeah, um, yeah that i think and a hard one to watch i hate watching games that happen at lucas oil <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing i know, I know. <laughs> well for three or four weeks from now we get to do it again <laughs> we um, digress <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well i'm going to uh uh, oh, one more question that I did want to ask because they talked about it on Monday night. Uh, so next three games um, are uh, Loudon. Oh, shoot. I was just listening to the show from Monday night, and I thought, oh, this would be cool to talk about. Um, next three games are Loudon. And then – but three games, and they were doing the over-under yeah. on is Monday it, night. It, so It's Loudon. We've got Louisville in there, and uh... – Ottawa. Ottawa. Loudon, yep. Ottawa, Louie. Yeah. Um, what is your, and I think Mike said it at 6.5. Yep. Over or under 6.5? Oh, it, over for me. Um, okay. It, easy. I I think the only game that I have a slight hesitation about is the Ottawa game. Um, Louisville has not impressed me at all this season. I mean, they lost their top scorer and their goalkeeper, uh, both to MLS rosters. Uh, so that's, that's a big downgrade. They've struggled this year. Um, I think we'll beat them. Um, uh, the other thing that, uh, I think, um, is Ottawa's the only team that I think, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about because it's an away game, but I think we can clearly beat them. Okay. Did you finish what you were saying? <laughs> Awkwardly, because I got okay. distracted. <laughs> no, that's fine. You just want to um, ask the question from the beginning again? Well, just answer. Yeah, just answer the question from the beginning again. So what? Yeah, those three games, nine points over under. Yeah, so 6.5 points over under. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Uh, Ottawa's the only team I'm a little concerned about, um, only because that's an away game. Uh, Louisville is not the team they've been in the past, losing their top scorer and their goalkeeper to MLS rosters. Um, And I guess that is me obviously saying we're going to crush Loudon. The top scorer to an MLS unquote unquote roster yeah hey he's got an mls contract he (laughs) has an opportunity to play there we'll see if uh, that actually happens when nashville goes mls but (laughs) you're right you're right i would agree with you i'm gonna take the over i'm gonna say it's seven points though i think um i don't i don't think it's nine i think it's seven um but i will take the over that i think we i think we beat loudon i think we probably tie ottawa there and um i think we beat louisville so uh, it'll be interesting. I think that'll get us on a really good stretch if we can get seven to nine points over the next three games. I think uh, come middle of September with uh, six, seven, eight games left, um, I think we're going to be in good shape if we can if we can do that, if we get seven to nine points. So, well, let us know what you think. Let us know if you agreed or disagreed. Um, 
Mike, Josh, Kevin, I'm going to throw that back to you. Uh, if based on the equal, basically the equal records between the two teams at this point in the season, which team is better last year or this year? Please answer that on Monday night. Uh, but other than that, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network, so go check us and other podcasts out at bgn.fm. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a review. It helps a bunch. Uh, you can contact us online at Mongols on Facebook and Twitter and Mongols Pod on Instagram. Let us know what you think of our shows. We love, love, love hearing from you guys. So until next time, have a great day. Ciao.